Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Esports. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we have a special guest today. His name his name is Tyler, but he goes by Kokiri, um, and he's the head, you would say, of South Suburban Esports. Um, yep. uh, I guess for the listeners, um, you can explain what that is. But anyway, thank you, thank you everyone for coming in uh, and listening and joining us. Um, if you have any questions, you can find out more from us or uh, Kokiri. Uh, he will give you all the socials later. But um, Tyler. Give us a little bit of your background, kind of who you are. How'd you get in this sports scene, esports scene? Um, you know, a little bit about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm a Wyoming native first and foremost, but being real close to Colorado, I decided to go to college down here for game and movie design. <clears throat> Excuse me, at Rocky Mountain Art and Design here, right downtown Denver. Got my degree in making video games had some aspirations to go that way but things always change as a lot of people will know um i spent a good amount of time in the event industry doing a lot of private events things like that so those two things really started to come together in this nice little perfect world of esports um we have a lot of the different aspects of several different industries that are all kind of compiled into this one. And it, for me, it's been a really nice fit. Um, I really got to cut my teeth, learn how to manage a very large crowd, how to organize different events, how to get them to run smoothly, keep everybody happy, so on and so forth. And that, that translates over whether you're doing professional sports, whether you're doing food and beverage, whether you're doing video games. So it, it really, turned out to be a, a good little career path for me, I would say. Um, South Suburban had is one of the largest parks and rec districts in the nation. And because of that size and scale, they cover several different counties, several different cities. And they kind of took that leap of faith to figure out is esports a viable option in this sector. And so far we've seen it. It is. It is. Um, not every kid is interested in traditional sports. Not every kid is able to go out and participate in traditional sports, but that doesn't mean that people aren't competitive at their, at their core. So providing an outlet for them to be able to come out and have a competitive experience in a controlled environment is something that we really are happy to provide to our community down here. We're looking at opening up a new location here soon, which is, you know, just goes to show there there's definitely an interest. There's definitely a hunger out there for esports games in general. 
Very cool. So for just kind of a quick summary um, of South Suburban, it's a um, parks. It's part of the parks and recs of Lone Tree, right? Which is the city. Um, not necessarily. Okay. So that's the that's the nice thing about it. We are a parks and rec district. We're not tied to any one particular city. Um, we operate essentially as our own government um, agency, so to speak. We have partnerships with all of our cities. So our location here is in Lone Tree at the Lone Tree Hub. Um, that's where our main lounge is and everything. But for instance, like the South Suburban Sports Complex, which um, you're familiar with where we did our showcase, that's going to be in Littleton technically. So we, we have a lot of different facilities uh, across the South Denver area from Sheridan Rec Center, um, Lone Tree Arts Center, we have the Buck and Goodson Rec Centers. I mean, we got stuff all all over the place, which is it really helps us to have that that access to that many more people. We're we're not designated to each particular one, but Lone Tree is by far the one that we're working the most closely with, uh, since our main facility is over this way. Oh, wow, I didn't know you guys were all all over the state. <laughs> so that's very cool. So then, um, and you guys host like different events. Um, you do camps and stuff within um, just esports, or is it all different sports? Um, we do everything I would say uh, that you would expect from your traditional parks and recreation uh, platforms in any city, state, across the nation. Um, the nice thing is that we have the opportunities to be able to offer some experimental sort of programming, so to speak. So for me in particular when it comes to the esports side of things yes we are focused on games and doing all the the fun stuff so to speak but we also have our camps which are equally fun but definitely a lot more structured we want to make sure that some of these young players they understand proper tournament etiquette how to travel with your controller if you're a smash bros player um how brackets work signups things like that so the they can show up to some of these large events at local host with some confidence. They, they know exactly what to expect when they walk in the door, because that is, it's always a daunting thing. Your, your first local tournament is mm -hmm. exciting, but we try to take out all of the, the scary bits, so to speak before they get to that level. But yeah, we're traditional parks and rec organization. And so we try to model pretty much all of our programming, all of our regular drop-in stuff, et cetera, off of that Parks and Rec model. And it, we, we found that it, it does work really, really well with the esports side of things. We can do our focus curriculum, but also offer fun, engaging sort of things, whether that's a community charity tournament, whether we're doing something for some high-level competition. It, it's really kind of all over the place, and that's right where we like it. Mm, that's awesome so is there like an age group that um you particularly cater to or like um it it depends i guess on the programming um <clears throat> traditionally speaking for parks and rec you're you're not really seeing a whole lot of traction from that 16 to 40 ish age range uh, mm -hmm. most of those people they've got lots of things going on with their life they're in college they're raising kids they're working jobs so we don't see as much of that age range but from six to 13 years old those those kiddos are packing our camps every single summer um we're starting to see 
some more turnout when it comes to that that kind of missing age group in the parks and rec scene because that's where a lot of gamers are we we see the primary age range of like our fight game community is going to be 20 to 30 for the vast majority of course you're going to see some outliers there we've got some 40 plus fgc players and more power to them i love to see it but for the most part the age range that we don't typically see in parks and rec that's what we see in esports so it really has worked kind of to balance the scales and kind of hit that target audience that we don't normally see that's great so um that's a great way i think for the younger community to get involved and to almost get them pipelined into the because now you're familiar <clears throat> that chasa has gone in part of their after school mm-hmm. curriculum so it's a good way gateway for them to get into those um, teams from high school up to collegiate, I think. Oh, absolutely. And that's the one thing that we talk about a lot is having having this pipeline. I mean, you can't solely focus on one particular age group, one particular demographic. You've got to understand that there are players, young, old, in between, that <clears throat> may or may not have, you know, chose particular career paths because of their opportunities at a young age we're really hoping that we can show them okay it's esports and the gaming industry in and of itself is not just about playing video games that is Mm -hmm. honestly a a very small portion of the industry you have so many other things whether it development broadcasting production your team management from high school college pro amateur there's so many different career paths that people can find and may not have been aware of because they haven't had access to it. And that's why we really are trying to pride ourselves on showing these kids, okay, this is what this could turn into. You don't necessarily need to be the best Fortnite player out there. You don't need to have the greatest artistic mind to go and create these amazing video games, but if you have an interest in this industry, if you want to be a part of it, I can almost guarantee you that there's going to be a place for you. At the bare minimum, you are a spectator and a passionate fan mm-hmm. of the sport. And sometimes that's all it is. But that that's what keeps this industry moving. It, it keeps all of us grinding every day to expand and grow and bring it to that many more people's attention i think that that's one of the biggest thing is just awareness there's a lot of stigmas that come with gaming and Mm -hmm. it's really our job to just always try and fight it so then um sounds like people from any age can come get involved and get familiarized with every aspect of esports whether it's Mm -hmm. being in the competitions or possibly looking into production side, shoutcasting side. Um, it's yeah, it sounds like that'd be a great like a resource for anyone to come take you know mm-hmm. get familiarized with it. Absolutely, <clears throat> we're we're looking to hopefully expand some of our programming to more of the outlying aspects of the of the industry. We might have a like a shoutcasting camp or a streaming camp, something like that, just for people to start That's to great. see what is happening behind the scenes. Yeah. So definitely you're a great point of contact for anyone that's getting mm-hmm. interested if in any aspect of the esports industry. I think that's great to kind of like get familiarized with it. That's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> no, absolutely. no other one I've talked to yet has had that like resource available. <laughs> hey, I'm glad to help. Glad to help. So how long, uh, I've grown up in Highland Ranch and I don't remember South Suburban esports. How, how, how old are they? 
Um, we perfect timing. The coronavirus <laughs> happened a week after we opened the doors. Um, oh, I wow. came onto the program in August of that year, so have been around for a little bit, but I really would say that it's been the past two years, even really the past year that we have started to hit a stride, have some regularity in the events that we're running. And some of the things that we're promoting, we're looking into bringing on some affiliate players, looking to hopefully have some teams competing at some higher levels um, and really just continue to provide that opportunity for players to come out and get some exposure, make a name for themselves. Sometimes that's all they need. Mm -hmm. And you guys run uh, leading to your events. You guys, you guys run a lot of events, right? You run the weekly events too. Yes. Yes. Uh, we're trying to line out our schedule a little bit. Um, I've been essentially compiling a Colorado or at least the front range area, a, a map of all of our different FGC titles. And that's not, just for South Suburban, that's for local hosts, that's for Akihabara, that's for all your places up in Fort Collins, Boulder, Colorado Springs, so that we have a cohesive understanding of all the different events that are going on. That's one of the biggest things that we try to avoid is stepping on each other's toes. We don't want players to have to decide, okay, which which event am I going to turn out for? I would mm -hmm. much rather they be able to hit an event at a different locale every single night of the week so we're we're still working through our structure but right now um our biggest ones are the fight game communities we definitely have a lot of really really talented super smash bros players both on the melee ultimate side it, it's great to see here in colorado and so we've definitely tried to accommodate for that scene but we've also had some big titles that have been coming out street fighter 6 has taken the the fighting game scene yeah. by storm which is great it's history franchise glad to see that they've got a title that is refreshing a lot of that uh interest in the scene so we're trying to accommodate for that but still we've got our rocket league stuff happening every other week we're looking into trying to get some more first person shooter things going as well because we know that that's it's a big ask from players um mm -hmm. one of the biggest things with it though is you've got to have the players uh fighting game is really easy you can do that with four individuals but when you have team sports in the esports where you've got to have three to five players it gets a little more difficult to field out a full bracket and have some good competition sometimes it gets a little bit weighted that way but yeah we're constantly looking to add new titles add new games this episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Yeah, and you guys and you guys uh, stream. I think all your events. So I'm assuming everyone can find you on social media at what mm -hmm. handle? Um, for the most part, we're <clears throat> just going to be South Suburban Esports. Our Twitter handle is going to be SSPRD underscore Esports. 
but for the most part we're we're getting to the point where we are pretty findable which is mm -hmm. definitely nice my my email inbox and voicemails are definitely getting a nice uptick from some outside organizations which is oh, good been really great um we have run it down out of kansas city which is a newer organization of experienced seasoned tos um in that region that are essentially looking to come on and help us out with elevating our, our next couple of events so it it is really nice to see that one we are getting that kind of recognition but <clears throat> our community is as well that's half the reason that where we're getting that kind of exposure people are able to watch our stream matches for the stuff that we're doing and seeing the high level of play coming from these players and it all just kind of works together um without the great players we don't have a great scene and vice versa so it, it really is a hand-in-hand -hand sort of thing so tell me a little bit about the um the affiliate program that you have or that 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 you said you were signing on a team or something um, yeah, we've been kind of oh, poking and prodding, trying to figure out what the the best way to go about it is. One of our biggest hurdles, and it doesn't matter what what we are trying to do, just the fact that we are a Parks and Rec organization, nine times out of ten when we try something, it's the first time that it's been tried. There is no roadmap or blueprint for it. So a lot of our hurdles are just figuring out how exactly does a parks and rec organization go about handling this. And that's been one of the things that we've been working on for a while now is how can we help support the community? One, by promoting and pushing them themselves, but also looking to promote our own events and keep piggybacking off each other. Um, and that's something that we're really looking to do with this affiliate program is to enable players to have a specific place, have a particular organization where they're not having to worry about entry fee. Most, most of the time it's just going to be if they can make it down to the venue, they're, they're going to be able to enter into the competitions, potentially win the prize pools, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. But the we, we want to be an asset for these players. We want to promote them. We want to be able to continue to build those those levels of contracts so to speak the the affiliate program is essentially just the first step in that that's to help us get a lot of this framework a lot of these bones figured out but mm -hmm. moving forward we we'd love to have a contracted team some contracted players to where we can send them off to some of these major events have them decked out in our south suburban gear and yeah. get a, a really solid name for ourselves i mean we're of course we're excited for our own successes and our name getting out there but we understand that in turn that that just breeds that much more success in our local scene mm -hmm. we become that much more viable when it comes to bidding for some of these large-scale tournaments i mean denver has hosted some in the past coronavirus definitely threw a wrench into the entire industry and the entire everything mm -hmm. but yep. <laughs> we're we're planning for the future we're starting to look at how can we pull some of these big events into our area which is very well suited for that kind of stuff we have a great airport we've got a million and one different hotels public transportation so on and so forth so being able to really show the esports scene as a whole uh, whether that's just our region or the nation internationally maybe but just showing them that colorado 
is set and ready for something big that's all we're trying to do we're we're looking to yeah. bring in talent we're looking to stir up that much more excitement for it mm-hmm. we've got some good players there there's no reason not to be hosting some good events yeah no i, I agree i definitely i think there's a lot of potential in colorado I've said it before. <laughs> um, so then is there opportunities for people not only to try and compete for some sort of, I guess, contract with you guys, but is there also like volunteer work and stuff you guys take on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of the biggest things, I mean, when it comes to my staff right now, uh, about 50% of them started out as volunteers wanting to just learn about the the program the industry whether they were coming in to help out with organizing a tournament doing brackets seating so on or if they were looking at the production side of things whether they know a great deal about sound design or maybe they are an obs pro doesn't matter what it is we've seen a lot of that and that's something that i'm I'm always encouraging. Yes, of course, mm-hmm. I would love to pay every single person that walks through my door a a lovely salary. Would love to, but unfortunately, got to face the reality there. But there, there's no reason if it is something that you're interested in to not have some avenues to be able to dabble a little bit, so to speak. I, I'm definitely a big proponent of try before you buy. Maybe you think that you want to be the the next great shoutcaster and you're going to go off and do all of these things to go and figure that out. Why don't you try shoutcasting for a, a ultimate weekly or a street fighter monthly, something like that. Mm-hmm. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And it, it's no cost to you. You've experienced that. Um, it's something that I think for, high school students especially um i'm coaching skyview academy's rocket league team this fall i I did last fall but that was something as well that i had mentioned to our players if you have any desire to learn the production side if you want to be on camera let's try it out we we stream all of those matches as well for the high school side of things so yeah i i'm open door when it comes to some volunteers. We're definitely growing and expanding. We have a new location that should be opening up here in the next two months or so, but sky's the limit. Um, I think one of the biggest things that people are starting to realize is the more good that they put into it, the more it's going to give back. And we're, we're seeing that kind of across the board. Um, I would say in my time at this level in the Colorado area, I, I've seen a ton of great professionals in the industry, a lot of people that are cracking into the industry purely based off of their passion for it. They are really just excited to be a part of it. I mean, yourself included, it's, it's great to see that we have these crusaders, so to speak, that are out here for mm-hmm. our cause. Yep. That's great, man. Um, that's awesome that there's uh, an opportunity, you know, a place for people. I, I thought that was a great thing you said that if you take on volunteers, people who are not sure how to get into it or they just don't even know where to start. I think South Bourbon is a great place for them to get resources mm-hmm. and, and, and try something. That's awesome. Absolutely. Um, so I guess I stepped in a little bit. So you said you started as a video game creator, right? Or that's mm-hmm. where you kind of started. Yep. And was that was that something you were trying to do in uh, in college or like before that, or, or tell us um, a little bit about that. A little bit before. Um, I started my collegiate career as essentially going for generals. Um, I had a scholarship to go and work on the 
the school magazine and some of their pre-social media stuff. You know, I'm not mm -hmm. that young. <laughs> um, <laughs> Me neither. That, that slowly transitioned after one fateful meeting with a guidance counselor who informed mm -hmm. me I had more applicable credits for an associates of art degree than what I was going for with the publication side of things. And so, of course, young me seeing a nice, wow, that's a quicker path. I was thinking, yep, yeah, that one's for me. I really, really found my, my people going that direction. I, I had a ton of great instructors who really helped me pursue the the art side of things and the the way that I, I really enjoyed. I, I was very much more of a computer science guy. I mm -hmm. By the numbers, things go where they're supposed to go rather than a, a creative artist. But through seeing that, I found Rocky Mountain Art and Design down here in Colorado. Saw that is not too far of a trip from home up in Wyoming and being able to follow a video game design career seemed like a really natural kind of next step for the kind of art that I was doing, the background that I had on the quote unquote computer science side of things. So it, it really was a kind of natural step in that direction. Um, when I went to school, definitely had aspirations of going and working for Bungie or Blizzard or Riot, some of these big, big name uh, industry whales, so to speak, and had all, all intentions of going that route. And my last two semesters of college really started to decide maybe not. Um, I, I don't want to go be a, a pixel monkey just moving tiny, tiny little images or building pipes on pipes mm -hmm. on pipes uh, really didn't, you know, strike my fancy as something that I wanted to go out and do. So I went the indie route, which for some game developers is career suicide. For others, it's it's the way to go. Um, we had a ton of fun with it. I, I brought on a bunch of students turned friends turned slash employees um some great people we worked on a game for several years have seen it come through different iterations unfortunately it didn't you know take off like we had hoped mm -hmm. <coughs> but through all of that starting to realize what it takes what everything is behind the scenes uh how the sausage is made so to speak mm -hmm we realize like making games is hard. There is so many, so many different things that go into games. You can, you're essentially cutting down constantly when you're on the indie side of things, even on the, the main side of things, you can have a, a great, wonderful idea, but then you've got to cut it back a little bit because we can't quite get that far with technical limitations and then we got to cut it back a little bit because we don't have that much staff or mm -hmm. we got to cut it back a little bit because that story is too long so you're constantly just kind of dissecting this thing and whether or not you can release it at a good point in time where it's at a good point sometimes that's up to chance um but mm -hmm. unfortunately we went different directions um some people got married and some people moved cross country some people moved back and so unfortunately that that didn't go the way that we had planned but like mm -hmm. i said we, we learned so much from said experience all of us working our part-time jobs living in one big giant house having our 
morning meetings and work sessions. Um, if you've seen Silicon Valley, very, very much so the, the same sort of vibe, um, which was great. It was absolutely an experience I, I wouldn't trade for anything. And it really set me up, I would say, for being able to organize a team and have them view your vision and be able to follow it. And that was really kind of my my job in the uh, whole organization was the creative director. It was my story and idea, and it was constantly trying to just bring that to life for them so that they could bring it to reality, which we, we had some great stuff. It, it definitely was pretty, but yes, our goals and aspirations were lofty. So it made things that much more difficult. Wow. So you had a so you have a pretty big background then in, in the gaming industry then a <laughs> little bit, a little yeah. bit. I I've seen things, uh, change a lot. Um, recently went back and chatted with the head of the program at, at my school. And w that's pretty much all we talked about was how so much of the nitty gritty hair pulling work that we had to do as game designers is, practically automated now to where you can have that freedom to really just design and develop and build the things that you want to build without having to deal with so much yuck, which is unfortunate. We, we both joked that we had gotten into the industry 10 years too early, mm -hmm. but hey, such is life. So I'm really happy to see that it is getting to that next level. Um, I think that my understanding of games in that regard definitely helps me when it comes to the esports side of things um i think one example is the overwatch league um definitely had all of the parts and pieces in place for developing something that is akin to the nba or the nfl mm -hmm. but games don't last forever there's some games, if you're hitting five years for a game, you're pretty dang lucky. You're doing pretty dang yeah. good. 10, 15 years plus, like, it, it's got to be something else. You're you're very, very rarely seeing that happen. They, they can't hold their luster forever. And there's always some shiny new toy on the block that is showing up. And that's something that we're, we're constantly, constantly seeing. So you have some mainstays in terms of... <clears throat> types of games but titles specifically it's constantly constantly rotating rocket league i think is probably the best example of a game that has stayed consistent in terms of its look mm -hmm. controls mechanics for the longest amount of time out of any other out there yeah yeah i mean even call of duty in my opinion they're releasing a major call of duty every year now all oh, they have mm -hmm. been but I'm like, I, I'm okay with every two years. <laughs> at least, at least. And yeah, that game has become so, it's just such a beast now. I just, mm -hmm. I don't know why they need to do it every year. And even within that, you're still getting patches from week to week. I just saw that they were adjusting the slide mechanic um, that mm -hmm. is probably going to completely upend the, the meta game. And you're going to see ripples throughout the super low level lobbies all the way up to the high ones. So it's, mm -hmm. it's something that's super interesting, but it's, we got to be aware of it when it comes to organizing things like that. You have rule changes, mm -hmm. you have updates 
constantly? Is your PC connected to the internet and getting the latest patch, or yeah. are you playing offline <laughs> mode? It's yeah, wild. Yeah. So you went to college in Wyoming. I'm going to assume how is the how's the esports scene over there? Um, when so I went to my first two years of community college in Wyoming, and then my last two years down here in Denver. Um, I will say the the esports scene at that point in time, while I was up in Wyoming, we saw the great transition, so to speak, from the internet age. Um, prior to that, playing Halo One, we were all carrying around our CRTs, setting up the multiplayer nightmare that was some of those land switches back in the day before xbox live had the internet but we weren't able to play online so that was always some of the the greatest times always enjoyed having 16 to 30 people crammed into a garage or a basement something like that playing halo and then we saw the awesome reality that was xbox live and nobody got together anymore you didn't have to you were able to play from home so the the only time that i would say we really got together in the wyoming esports scene was to play smash bros because mm -hmm. you couldn't play it online so that was really the only time <clears throat> post xbox live that we really saw people coming together but as we i think progress past that mm -hmm. we are starting to see that like that is a huge huge part of the the gaming fun being able to bump elbows with your buddy or be able to have that head-to-head -head experience while you're actually head-to-head -head is something that you, you can't replicate in an online setting you can have chat you can have all this kind of stuff but it it's not the same and mm -hmm. for me coming from that pre-online gaming area and seeing that yes it's got all of these great great things i i absolutely love the fact that i can play with my buddy in japan or my buddy in hawaii or my buddy in florida all at the same time that's fantastic but when it comes to some of these competitive events things like that it's i i think that yes you're gonna start to see that you're going to have that much more fun that much more of a competitive experience when you're right next to that person and that's something that i i'm really pushing for because like i said in wyoming yeah you got to play online sometimes your friends might live across the state which is a ways away it's not yeah. down the street so any opportunity that they do have though i i think that wyoming turns out fairly well uh depending on which city or state uh or city or region um mm -hmm. the southern region with laramie and cheyenne two colleges that's where our university is at so lots of players coming through that way but even the the northern region uh next to montana you're you're gonna see quite a bit as well but mm -hmm. nothing like colorado colorado is it's great for the gamers it's got a lot of different players that are interested in a lot of different games which is awesome mm -hmm. so uh changing back directions to south suburban um mm -hmm. We've had people on the show about organizations. They have um, you know, arenas. What do you feel is unique about South Suburban that separates you from the other communities? Um, I think the fact that we are a Parks and Rec organization, first and foremost, um, mm -hmm. the 
one of the big assumptions with gamers is a much more sedentary lifestyle. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's it's great. Every single one of our summer camp sessions, we take a break outside halfway through, stretch the legs, get some fresh air. We try to really remind people that this whole wellness of body and mind is it's a whole thing. You've got to take care of all these different aspects. And for some folks who maybe aren't as socially interactive, coming in and playing games next to somebody else, you, you've got that much more of an opportunity to socialize, to interact with some of these other people and kind of come out of that shell that you may have been in beforehand. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think, really where we're finding a lot of success and we're finding a lot of these instances where we're telling ourselves like, wow, this is really what we're looking for. This is what we're trying to do. And that's provide the, the opportunities with, without saying it's, you have to fit into this category or you have to be here for this specific reason. We, we really just want to have an open door for whatever it happens to be that you're interested in. And I think that's just kind of a parks and rec mentality. It's something that's really ingrained in just everything that we do here, which spilling over into the esports side of things i mean we've opened things up to even tabletop gaming as well um we we know that not all gamers are video gamers we know that not all uh all of us in the quote unquote nerd culture happen to be on the video game or esports side of things mm -hmm. maybe you're just a single player game and that's what you really enjoy mm -hmm. maybe you just like the analog stuff miniatures so on and so forth like why not bring them in yeah. we do tabletop gaming sessions on the weekends much lower price points so that folks can come in and just enjoy the space we are primarily like i said a parks and rec place we're about the community we're about providing opportunities and spaces and the fact that we can do extra cool things like video games and have a pc lounge is just mm -hmm. icing on the cake yeah i i've seen i haven't seen your lone tree location in person i've been meaning to get out there but you're um what is that? The, is it the Littleton Complex? The massive the one? sports complex? Yeah. yeah. So that place, if if <laughs> all the listeners, you guys need to check that that complex out. It is amazing. It's brand new. Mm -hmm. I actually moved. I lived next to that um, that location before it was finished being built. I always wanted to see it because it was massive. Mm -hmm. But man, we we did we went there for your showcase and it was it was amazing. They have you have how many ice rinks? Two ice rinks, I think, right? Um, Technically three, where they, three. they get mixed up every now and then um, because we have several turf fields, mm. two full basketball courts, and ample training areas, things like that, just kind of multi-purpose areas. I mean, that thing is – it's a cool complex. It's, it's awesome. And, like, out. they have a full-on bar, full-on, mm -hmm. I would say, cafe restaurant where you can get mm -hmm. really, really good food. Um, and the esports area that we were in was, was really nice, the mm -hmm. setup and the production there um you know everyone listening you guys should go check out have you has, has all that posted on your socials the um the most of the the photos have gone out we're still working on a couple of video elements trying to make some highlight reels so to speak when yeah we've got 10 plus hours <clears throat> worth of footage to go through it's definitely a, a little hard to find the the <laughs> best nuggets just to keep yeah but yeah we're i mean when we're looking at like fall showcase um mm -hmm. coming up here in november we're just trying to look bigger and better. We'll be yeah. still in that same boardroom, but we'll also be looking to take on 
the vast majority of that entire space pretty much everywhere that is not ice court or mm -hmm. turf will will be on we're really looking to bring in some great talent from across the region um mm -hmm. we feel like we have done a good job of making a name for ourselves in the the local area but let's go bigger and better let's bring in more players let's get some more variety in our matchups let's get some great stream content casters production so on and so forth i mean i'm i'm not doing all of this by myself by any means yeah. I mean, there, there's definitely some armies behind me but mm -hmm. it's it really has been great and i just want to keep on doing more that's awesome. Yeah. And if you need, obviously, if you need any help, reach out to us. We'd love mm -hmm. to be a part of it again. We were at that spring showcase. It was phenomenal. We loved it. Um, I thought the production was amazing. You flew in different shoutcasters. Mm -hmm. um, the people that were there, it was awesome. It was, it was such a fun time. Red Bull was there. <laughs> Great event. Oh, absolutely. Um, but yeah, any, any other events that you guys have coming up in, later in the, in the year? Um, the, the fall showcase in November is definitely going to kind of be our, our last Maybe. big one for the year. Okay. Um, but Anything leading up to that? We, we've definitely got like our monthly um, for our fighting games is going to be this Sunday. We are expanding the titles and offerings to really just kind of match that player interest. Um, like I was saying earlier, Super Smash Bros is, I think, by far the biggest game uh, across the state. But we've mm -hmm. been starting to see the, the Melee community come in. They came in for an awesome Arcadian uh, about a month ago. And it really was just like, wow. People yeah. are playing this game and they're playing it hard. And the best part about it, it, it's not, I mean, it's a great game. Don't get me wrong. But the best part about it is their community. They were mm -hmm. absolutely fantastic people, had a blast. And we're looking to bring them back in. We have Lost in the Woods, which is going to be another um, essentially large scale event akin to the spring and fall showcase, but specifically for Smash Melee. Um, mm -hmm. that's going to be a quarterly event that we're going to start doing. So really, really excited to bring them on board. They've got, like I said, great community, great tournament organizers, great players and great production. So I, I really have been stoked to bring them on board, but we're, we're hopeful that we're going to see Counter-Strike 2 coming here mm -hmm. soon. Um, try and do some kind of launch tournament maybe for that. We'll, we'll see. Um, the fact that it's going to be essentially a free upgrade for CSGO is huge. Um, you're not having to worry about, okay, we're shelling out $60 for every single title. But mm -hmm. outside of that, um, we're, like I said, just trying to get into that regularity of our events, having our weeklies for the fight game stuff every single week. We don't want to have to be telling people, oh, we'll maybe be beat maybe be back in two weeks or no we're not doing this one but we'll see on the next one that that's not something that that's really good for gamers i think that having that reliability and knowing okay it's monday night i can turn out i can play smash bros that's that's great that's really what mm -hmm. we're hoping for so plenty of little well, stuff yeah well that's great man i'm excited um like i said i i love you guys and support you guys to try and help you out whenever i can so love to see what you guys are doing for the community um really do appreciate it and um I, well, we are pushing um towards the end now um goes by quick <laughs> <laughs> always always um, but thank you tyler um yeah, absolutely so much for thank hopping you. on i know you're a busy man you got a lot going on over the summer getting ready yes. for everything um but good luck to everything um 
if you need anything else, just reach out to us. But thank you so much for joining us today. We will have you back on because uh, there's Absolutely. a bunch of other questions I didn't get to, but <laughs> we'll have to do a part that. two. Hey, that sounds good to me, man. That sounds yeah. good. I appreciate so, you having me on. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, everyone listening, you can follow South Suburban um, or Kokiri. He's on uh, Discord. You can reach out to him if you need any volunteer work, any sort of resources that we talked about. Um, if you want to get involved in any way, um, please reach out to him. He's great. He's awesome. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you. Have a great rest of the day um, and we'll talk soon. All right.